0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Needs Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor, and for this episode, I'm going to recap the U.S. Open Cup action between the LA Galaxy and the Cal United Strikers FC. Very thrilling game, so I'll give you a recap on what happened and just kind of give my perspective on how the match went, and then I will also recap the latest news around the league. Not so much news since our last episode. But we got some news, so I'll share the latest updates on that. And of course, you guys are here for my predictions, so I will give you my predictions for week eight for NISA this week. So stay tuned, and here we go. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And wow, what a game. I know it's been like 24 hours since I watched a lot of the Open Cup games last night, including Cal United Strikers against the LA Galaxy. But wow, we had a lot of interesting games that happened in the U.S. Open Cup, and they just announced the uh, Round of 16 draw. So I'll get into all that in a minute. But we got to talk about the thrilling game that happened last night between Cal United Strikers FC and the LA Galaxy. Now, you guys know the LA Galaxy ended up winning this game 3-2. So here we go. Let's give a round of applause right here for the Cal United Strikers FC for putting a thrilling run in this tournament. I know Championship Stadium is the home of the dream, but this game ended that dream for Cal United Strikers FC to move on to the round of 16. And the LA Galaxy, look, they dominated in possession in this game and shots, but they had to hang on to that 3-2 win over Cal United Strikers FC in front of a sold-out crowd at Championship Stadium. And what I found interesting watching the game was you had all the LA Galaxy fans on one side of the stadium, then you had behind the goal, the supporter section, and then on the other side, you had the Cal United Strikers Fans and it was kind of interesting. You hear the LA Galaxy fans with their, they're singing their songs and you know singing LA Galaxy. But then you also have on the other side, like when the Strikers scored, they were like, "Let's go Strikers!" The the fans rooting for the Strikers there. So it was just cool seeing those two uh fan groups like go at it to try to push their team on. So I thought that was great. But early on in this game the L.A. Galaxy you know, had plenty of chances to jump ahead early. And you thought L.A. Galaxy was just going to blow Cal United Strikers FC from the game. And to uh, Cal United's credit, look, their, their defense um, held up and you know, frustrated the L.A. Galaxy for a bit. And you're just wondering if they were going to break through this team at all. And they just couldn't convert on those chances early on. And then in the 19th minute, Shinya Kadono scored the goal for Cal United Strikers FC to put them ahead 1-0. And the Cal United Strikers fans are going crazy and they're cheering and everything. The players are like, We just score. We're leading the game. And woo, you know, it's, it's great stuff. And even the commentators were like, Wow, this is this is crazy. They had the lead. <laughs> and you know, this is why we love the open cup. The best part was when Shinya Kodono scored that goal, the cameras panned to the LA Galaxy fans, and you could just see the stunned face like, we're losing? Like, what? So that was crazy. But after all that, the LA Galaxy started to up the tempo a lot more, putting more pressure on that back line for Cal United Strikers FC. And look, the Cal United Strikers, they had an opportunity to go up 2-0. Aiden Bowers had a chance, and it just went over the net. And you could tell, like, seeing his frustration, like, hitting the side of the the post there. He's like, oh, I should have had that one. And you were wondering if that was going to come back to haunt the Cal United Strikers FC. And unfortunately, uh, towards the end of the first half, in the 45th minute, the LA Galaxy was awarded a penalty kick. Uh, There was a foul in the box on Dejan Jovalich, and the commentators were like, "This was a lot of controversy on that call because the commentators were like, there's no penalty. There's just no way. But unfortunately, in the U.S. Open Cup, there's no VAR. No VAR. So the referee couldn't review it and had to stand with the call to award that penalty kick. And, of course, Dijon Jovalich you know, buried his chance, passed, G. Antoine, the goalkeeper for Cal United Strikers, to get the equalizer. And the match was tied 1 1 at halftime. In the second half, LA Galaxy kept pushing it. And Cal United Strikers, I I felt they were very effective in frustrating the Galaxy in the second half. It took them like eight, like to the eighth minute before they finally got another goal, but they were very effective in just slowing them down, despite all that possession the Galaxy had. And you're thinking for a minute, is this game going to go to extra time? It looked that way. But as I mentioned, in the 80th minute, Efrain Alvarez found Owen Lambie and he buried his chance to put the Galaxy back on top 2-1. to Now, when I was watching the game, it was a little bit confusing because the audio for the commentators kept going out. And I don't know what was up with their camera. So they had to pan the... Goal cam from the opposite end of the field. And I'm kind of freaking out on my like, ESPN Plus, Please don't do this to me, man. This is stuff we see in like UPSL or you just watch the game and there's no audio. It's just a stream the whole time. The camera panning left, right. That's, that's what you see in the UPSL, What is the open cup. So freaking out there a little bit. And then of course LA galaxy scoring that goal. And you're like, Oh man, here we go. And, Three minutes later, Cal United Strikers get called for another foul in the box, and the Galaxy, once again, was awarded a penalty kick. And Dejan Jovalich goes back out there from the spot, buries it again to get his second goal of the night and put the LA Galaxy up 3-1. You think at this moment, okay, game over, Cal United, great run, let's pack it in. And uh, thanks, everybody, for coming out. But not so fast, my friends, because in the 88th minute, Kevin Garcia Lopez just dicing up, slicing through that LA Galaxy back line and rips his shot past their goalkeeper, Jonathan Clansman, to cut the lead to one as the LA Galaxy were up 3-2 at that point. But it was not enough, and the mighty... LA Galaxy advance to the round of 16. But so I know after the game, everyone was, you know, giving the Cal United Strikers FC a shout out, you know, despite losing the game. And look, you got to give credit to their coaches, their players, you know, the fans are showing up. I mean, sold out crowd for an Open Cup game. I mean, this is amazing for a midweek match. Normally, the Open Cup doesn't draw well in the middle of the week. And Cal United Strikers FC really represented Nisa very well, making Nisa look, Good, and I know they were the last team standing, but, hey, you made it to the fourth round. I don't think a lot of people thought any of these teams were probably going to make it to the fourth round. And Cal United Strikers, like I said, they've been on a good run, 10 matches unbeaten in the league so far. And, look, despite the controversial pen, penalty, which I thought at that moment was a, a game changer because Cal United Strikers FC, you know, had that belief, had that energy where – they thought they had a chance in the first half to get the the win. And with the way they were playing the second half, if they had that one-nothing lead, hey, you never know. Cal United Strikers, SC might have pulled this one out. But, you know, the Galaxy, very well-experienced team and was able to get through a cup set almost to advance to the round of sixteen. But, like I mentioned, a good run for Cal United making it to the fourth round, representing Nisa well. And unfortunately, because of Cal United strikers FC's loss, Union Omaha, who defeated Northern Colorado Hailstorm 2 0, are now the last third division side standing in the Open Cup. So they will get the $25,000. As they advanced around the to 16. And Union Omaha wasted no time. They were tweeting on Twitter, we'll take it as long as there's $25,000 bills. And you guys follow me on Twitter, at JT underscore Taylor88. I posted on there, man, forget direct deposit. These guys want their money now. So Union Omaha, I've been seeing some of their stuff on Twitter, man. I love the banter from Union Omaha. And uh, it's interesting to see. You know if that team can can go further to the quarterfinals. This is really cool, really cool story. This is why we love the Open Cup. We don't watch the, just for the MLS teams. We want to see the Cinderellas, and right now we got at least three. I know no, no NISA teams, but you got as I mentioned Union Omaha, Louisville City FC, and you have Sacramento Republic FC as the only lower division sides left. In the U.S. Open Cup. Now let's get to the news. All right, everyone. Let's get into the news around Nisa. As I mentioned in my intro. Not a lot of news. But I did find a couple of news stories. To get into. So the Eastern Premier Soccer League. They posted a tweet on social media today. Saying quote. League news to be announced next week. Now I have no idea what that's about. But we will find out next week. Uh, you guys can let me know on social what you guys think the news might be. Now, I missed this one for the player signings from my last episode. I don't know how I missed this. I probably was looking at the wrong social media page for AC Syracuse Pulse. But they announced the signing of defender Jonathan Campbell, he played in their most recent match this past weekend against the Flower City Union. Now, they weren't the only team that announced signing the past couple of days. LA Force, they announced that they have signed defender Gabriel Robinson. Now, Bay City's FC, they announced that their new women's team will compete in the UPSL North Cal Conference this year. Summer, So very exciting stuff for Bay Cities FC. They keep rolling with the men's team, and now they're going to have the, the women's team. I saw on their social media that they've already announced some player signings for the women's team, kind of coaching staff and everything, and this is great. This is great to see some of these NISA clubs like Bay Cities FC and Chattanooga FC not just grow and develop the men's team, but also get involved in the women's game as well. And I think that's just that's just awesome. All right, let me get into the US Open Cup draw. But before I get in that, I forgot to mention that one other game that I watched there, there was some controversy was that happened in Nashville between Nashville SC and Atlanta United. And Walker Zimmerman had scored a goal, but the ref said it was offsides. But when they see the replay like there's no offsides. I don't know what the rest called offsides. He was clearly the onside. There's no way. But they waved that goal off. And I was like, man, if Nashville SC would have lost to Atlanta United, there would have been a riot or something. And, you know, after what happened with County United Strikers SC with that controversial call, I was like, US Open Cup community, we, we got to get VR. We need VAR. (laughs) So that's just crazy. Now, lucky for Nashville SC, they were able to get a goal late in stoppage time, tie that game, send it extra time, and they knocked out the defending U.S. Open Cup champions, Atlanta United. So just wanted to share that Carolina Strikers FC wasn't the only team that had a bad call. Nashville SC basically got one as well. And it it almost cost them. It almost did. Now, let me get into the U.S. Open Cup draw results. Houston Dynamo, we're taking on Sporting Kansas City. Union Omaha, they are going to be taking on Minnesota United. And they'll be going to Allianz Field. Now, I hope this time around, it won't be like crazy storm weather and the field literally looks like a lake. I know Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes, but they got an extra one after last night with all that rain. I mean, the field was a total lake, literally. And they were able to make up that game today, and Minnesota United advanced, defeating Colorado Rapids. That was another crazy story from the Open Cup last night. But you know Omaha, they're going to take on Minnesota United. Let's see if they can make it. To the quarterfinals, LAFC versus the LA Galaxy, El Trafico, yes, I'm definitely going to watch that game, I try to watch many of those LAFC versus LA Galaxy games as I can because it's just always fun to watch a local derby, I love watching derby matches, no matter where it is around the world, now we also got San Jose Earthquakes, taking on Sacramento Republic FC. So that's going to be an interesting matchup as well. Charlotte FC will be taking on the New York Red Bulls. New England Revolution will be taking on New York City FC. And then we have a Florida Derby into Miami CF. will be taking on Orlando City. And then finally, we have Nashville SC taking on Louisville City FC. So now you're going to have one USL League 1 side left, which is Union Omaha, representing the third division. and You have two second division clubs representing the USL Championship, Louisville City FC and Sacramento Republic FC. So all the teams that are left the tournament, wish them good luck. And don't worry, guys. Niso will be back next year, and I'm pretty sure they will do much better. Cal United, Strikers FC, they'll get an opportunity to redeem themselves a year from now. But I'm sure the NISA teams, now that they've been in the tournament, they know what it's like and everything. These guys are going to improve. All right, let's get into my predictions. All right, let's get into my predictions for week eight in NISA. We have four matches this weekend. We have three matches on Saturday and then one match on Sunday. So, the early game, which will be at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Flower City Union will be taking on Maryland Bobcats FC. Now, Flower City Union will be home, and Flower City Union coming off a loss to Cal United Strikers last week. And then, of course, they lost to their rivals. AC Syracuse this past Sunday. So it's going to be interesting. I know Flower City Union, since the coaching change happened, the team hasn't improved their play despite the results. And Flower City Union, they're going to be at home. They're going to get everything they got in this match. But Maryland Bobcats FC, I know they are coming off a loss as well. So both of these teams are going to be looking for the W. But I'm going to lean towards Maryland Bobcats FC. I think they bounce back after they lost to Chattanooga FC because they want to stay atop top of the East. They don't want to let the Michigan Stars or Chattanooga FC start believing, hey, we can get back into this. Let's, let's go. So the Maryland Bobcats FC, they want to keep that top seed for the playoffs down the road. And I expect the Maryland Bobcats FC to get it down on the road against Flower City Union. Now we got the next matchup. It's going to be the Michigan Stars FC hosting AC Syracuse Pulse. That's going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Now I know what some of you guys are thinking. Oh, wait, wait. Have we seen this movie before already? What happened the last time? Yes. Technically, this is Michigan Stars FC's first game at home. However, that was supposed to be played a couple weeks ago against the same team, AC Syracuse Pulse, but they had to forfeit for that match. So Michigan Stars FC was awarded a 3 you know, win. Now, Michigan Stars haven't played since April 30th, so they've been well-rested, but I think Trevor Banks is going to be ready to get his team motivated to win this match. Aces-Hiracuse Pulse, their only wins so far have been against Far City Union, and they lost to Cal United Strikers, and of course, as I mentioned, they forfeited that match against Michigan Stars FC. So now... I guess you can say they get an opportunity to redeem themselves, but we'll we'll have to see. I just think AC Syracuse post is still trying to kind of learn and adapt to the system under Coach Fuller. And Michigan Stars FC, this is a really solid team, and I think Trevor Banks and his side for the Stars are going to find a way to win their match at home. I'm going to go with the 2-1 win for Michigan Stars FC. And I didn't give a scoreline for the other game. I United against Maryland Bobcats FC. I'm going to go with a 3-1 victory for the Maryland Bobcats FC in that match. Now, let's go into the final match on Saturday. Bay Cities FC versus Cal United Strikers FC. This will be at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Now, Bay Cities FC will be at home. And they've been on, on a good run. They've won two in a row. Cal United Strikers, as I mentioned, they are on a 10-game unbeaten streak. But they're just coming off a loss in the Open Cup against the LA Galaxy. Something's got to give, right, in this match. and Man, it's a tough call, guys. I've been battling this one all day. But I'm going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw in this one. Cal United Strikers FC putting all that energy and everything. Not saying they're going to be a letdown, but I just think trying to recover in that short amount of time, it's going to be a challenge. And Bay State's FC, hey, they they figured out the defense. They're scoring goals now. So I think it's going to be a good game. These teams already played each other already. Remember, there was a draw in the first match, and then in the second match, Cal United Strikers FC had to hang on to beat Bay State's FC 4-3 in a really good game. But I think this time around, we're going to see another draw between these two sides, one to one. On Sunday, we have one match Albion San Diego hosting the LA Force. Now, Albion San Diego, their last matchup was on April 30th, where they lost three to one to Bay Cities on the road. But Albion to be at home this time and look at. I know the team's been kind of up and down with their form. But when you got players like Joe Lacroix and you got Miele, Malongo, you think Albion San Diego's going to eventually figure this one out. And they're playing a team, the LA force, who have been struggling to score goals. Five matches, only one goal to show for it. And I don't see that changing, guys. I, I don't see that changing this matchup. I think Albion San Diego is going to dominate LA force and they're going to win this match three to zero. So that is my score line for that matchup on Sunday. And that will be at 7 PM Eastern time teams that are on a bye this week, value United FC and Chattanooga FC. So enjoy your break guys, but it'll be a very, very, Exciting weekend of soccer, and I can't wait to catch all the action this weekend. And we'll recap it all again next week. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in to Nice Today FC podcast. Like I mentioned, it's going to be a very, very exciting weekend of games, but Besides watching all the NISA games this weekend, that won't be the only thing I'll be watching. Tomorrow, I'm going to be going downtown to Chicago and checking out Chicago House AC's debut in the Midwest Premier League. It's going to be their home opener at Stewart Field at Illinois Institute of Technology. They'll be playing Steel City FC. So it'll be very interesting. I'm going to go catch up with some of my house friends Guess you would say, and uh, you don't know, get to catch up with everybody. So it's gonna be a little weird for me checking out the game as a fan instead of actually working like I used to when I worked for the team at Citi Stadium. But it should be a lot of fun catching up a lot of people. But that will conclude today's show. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. And if you have any comments, questions, or any suggestions, you can. Send me a direct message on my Twitter page, at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show and want to keep up with the latest updates, you can follow us on Twitter, at Nisa underscore Today FC. You can also follow us on Instagram, we're at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Facebook, at Nisa Today FC. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, watch all the games, and I'll see you next time.